Welcome to the Accounting on Purpose podcast series. In this series, we focus on accounting not as numbers on a page, but as a language. And with any language, it's about communication and finding shared meaning. Topics include things from what is a debit and credit, right through to how we use accounting to tell the story. G'day, Justin Hockey from RightSource. Um, another day, another great day to start. So what are we going to start today? Who knows? Maybe we'll change the world. So today we're going to talk a little bit about, um, I suppose, your mindset of how you approach things in business. And it's something that, again, I've learned through my developing my own business and working with other business owners is that a little bit of the why, it's a question that I think we all need to answer at some point when we're running a business is, do we want to win or do we want to be the best? Most people, and even myself, when I first started thinking about this, so well, aren't they the same? I mean, isn't winning and being the best, isn't that exactly the same? Aren't we talking about the same thing? What I wanted to show you today is that actually they're, they're actually quite different. And the pathways that you're taking, depending on which one of those you pick, and you have to pick one, the one does not necessarily mean the other, you change the methodology and I suppose the culture of your business. So it really is quite... Um, endemic in your business when you start understanding what it is you're running your business to do. Are you trying to win or are you trying to be the best? To start explaining this, let me take you through a bit of a sporting analogy. So in sport, competitive sport, professional sport, where everyone, we're actually we're watching it as, as watching the sport and in playing the sport, the object is to win. The object of that game, of that match, of that whatever it is, the object is to win. Now, does that mean that the purpose of the person playing object is to win? Well, that's a good question. Well, you can win, you can win that match. Absolutely. Does that mean you're the best? No, it does not. So if you take tennis or golf or, or sports where there's world rankings, world rankings are done over a period of time. And to be the number one, to be the best, takes a period of time of high quality results, of beating your peers, of, of being able to consistently des- deliver high results, no matter whether you're having a bad day or a good day. So to be number one in the world, that's the best. The way that rankings works, and if you look at this from a purely mechanical point of view, you could technically be number one in the world and never have won a tournament, never have won any tournament for that period of time, but still have been consistently high enough, been consistently delivering results at a level that actually makes you the best. That rarely happens, but it's possible. And I think that in some respects starts to encapsulate, well, encapsulate, well, these things are actually different. So winning is now. Being the best is in some respects forever. So I want to go into that a little bit more. So when you look to win a game, so you're, uh, so for example, I play, play a lot of golf, play a lot of tennis. It's about on that day, you want to be, you want to beat that other person. You want to win. When I was first playing a lot of sport, it was about, well, if they're having a bad day, I want to take advantage of that. You know, if, if things aren't going well for them or they get a bad rub of the green, well, that's, that's, I'll take advantage of that 
and I'll win and I'll feel good about winning because they had bad luck. I suppose I matured and as I started to contemplate things and as I got better at respect of sports, I actually felt that winning when someone had a bad day didn't actually help me. It didn't, it didn't make me better. It, it, sure, I won. I got to win for a day, but I didn't learn anything. I didn't actually improve anything because I won. What I started to find was I actually wanted to come up against people that were better than me. And also I wanted to come up against people when they were having their best day. So all of a sudden, when I was competing with somebody, I was helping them have their best day. At this point, when you're coming up against people on their best day and you're sometimes successful, sometimes not, there's two things that are happening here. One, you're more likely to lose against people on their best day, which is good because you learn something when you lose. So that allows you to get better. The other thing that's good is that when you're focusing on playing on wanting to have people have their best day, you're actually no longer focused on winning. You're actually focused on being the best because you're using the fact that they're playing on their best day. If you can beat someone on their best day when you're not having a good day, that is making you better. You are focused actually on becoming better. So your focus is about being the best, not about just winning. And when you start pulling that apart a bit more, that means being the best isn't, isn't about just winning today. It's about consistently delivering every day. Being the best is about turning up every day. Being the best is being there every day, whether it's a good day or it's a bad day. And it's a game that never ends. So being the best is there forever. It's an infinite game. It goes on for as long as you want to play. Winning, if winning's your goal, it's today. You win, you're done, you're finished. Well, what's the point of that? It's done. Winning is about you. Winning is about knocking others down, honestly. Because if your goal is to win, and that's, that's the focus of your organization or yourself, then if you're just about winning, you don't care if someone has a bad day. In fact, you want someone to have a bad day so you can win. So when winning becomes everything, and this is really important when then you push that back to an organizational point of view. When winning is everything for an organization, when you want to be, when you want to win in the marketplace, you want to effectively outstrip your competition and you're happy for them to fail. So you're actually happy for them to be destructive in some respects. And if you can sabotage how they're working, and I don't mean illegally necessarily, but that's what it leads to. Winning, a winning culture can quite often lead to a toxic culture because it's all about kicking down the competition and getting on top of them at all costs. So the other thing that you get from that toxic culture is you find these organizations and it's evidence when there's these meteoric collapses or the board collapses because they've just been so gung-ho about winning, whether they're a disruptor or not, they're just there to, to take what's theirs and make as much money as they can. That tends to end up being the result of a winning culture. A culture where in an organization where you're wanting to be better, where that you're striving to be the best and you want to continue to be the best, that is one where you're actually interested in what other organizations are doing and you want them to succeed as much as you want your own organization to succeed because they are pushing you further. They are making you better. 
And you see this evidence in um, where you get these pods of things happening. So where you talk about Silicon Valley or, or where a, a pod of, you'll see a pod of industries all of a sudden take off in one area. So you're like, well, aren't they all competitors? And they're all doing sort of the same things, but they're all coming from this one really tight geographical location. What you'll find there is that those organizations have been started with the mind of doing things better. They want to do the best and someone else has got the same or similar idea and they want to do it better too. But rather than cutting down and trying to win, because their view is long-term, because they want to be better and they always want to strive to do that bit more, they are happy for others to succeed as well because that also shows them how they can be better. And in doing that, everyone around them becomes better. So it actually helps everyone rise together. And I found that quite importantly in business, if you surround yourself by people who all want to succeed, but are as invested in your success as they are in their own and potentially more in your success, even if they are technically the competition, you are more likely as a group to succeed in your in all of your individual goals rather than just one succeeding and being the one that won. And I think that's where I've personally come up with the motto that together we rise and why that's important to me because someone who's the best, someone that you should work for with your in your business is someone who is genuinely interested in your success, who wants to show up every day and give it their best game, who is happy to admit when they failed and learn from those mistakes so that tomorrow they have a better chance of doing more. Because I think in business, we all want to be the best. That doesn't mean we get to win every day. But if we always try to be the best, some days we will win. But that won't be what we're there for. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.